0: So, Joe, what's the latest going on with Russia and Ukraine?
1: We're at an interesting point right now because there's been a 40 tank convoy sitting 17 miles outside of Kyiv for 15 days. And so people thought these guys were going to roll in once the bomb started falling. And they're still sitting there. And nobody's quite sure why. From a military standpoint, you wouldn't leave those guys out there for two weeks. You're asking for it. So the question becomes Are they completely disabled? Have they abandoned those vehicles? That's a possibility. Have they run out of fuel? Is another possibility. Or, and this is what I'm starting to think a lot of this is they're just there for show. I think if we were to enforce a no fly zone over Ukraine, which President Zelensky asked for in NATO and President Biden said no, because Putin said, Whoever enforces that would be viewed as participating in this war and would become a target of Russia at that point. I think he's full of it. I think his bluff needs to be called. Now, the problem is, you call his bluff, you're wrong, World War III. Right. And that's unfortunately where we are right now. Uh, Some good news, and this is a bipartisan thing, so awesome. We need more of this stuff, but we have officially not only sanctioned Putin personally, but— no more Russian imports now. No more Russian oil. I just want to point something out. You, you may have seen a meme on Facebook to our, our wonderful Morks about production being cut. Not true. That's a fake graph that's going around that we've cut oil production. It's been the same roughly 12.8 million barrels a day. The United States, who so you know, is the leading exporter of oil in the world. Mm-hmm. We are number one. Mm-hmm. Russia's number two. Here's the thing. We use 19 million barrels a day in the United States. We produce 12. That's roughly two-thirds. Yeah. But we actually import 55% of our oil. Why is that, you might be wondering? Because we're actually producing a lot more. It makes Exxon and all these—they make more money shipping this oil that they're pumping in our country to other places because they'll pay more for it. Hmm. So that's why we're forced to yeah. import oil from all these terrible countries like Russia, Saudi Arabia, and Iran. All in the name of profit for, for these big oil companies. And, and it's, it's a real shame. Here's the other thing. Everyone buying an electric car or getting solar panels doesn't win the war in Ukraine and it doesn't stop Ukrainians from dying. My entire life, I would say 30, 40 years now, every politician talks about getting off our dependence on foreign oil. We got to just get off oil, just period. It's going to be a long, slow transition to like greener energies, but we got to embrace that stuff because people like Vladimir Putin shouldn't affect your groceries and your gas prices like they can do that. Right? It's in this country's best interest. It's going to be a giant transformation in the future. It's not going to be an overnight thing. I still hate electric cars. I'm completely not on board. I think they're the stupidest, <laughs> lamest thing in the world. I laugh at every one of my friends that gets one. Isn't the battery so that.
2: expensive? It's like eight thousand dollars to replace.
1: It's not. No. Uh, again, like t- uh, again, that's a lot of that misinformation. Where why they're like it would cost you more? No, it wouldn't. They uh, that mm. would be the worst. I-, I know liberals are stupid, but that would be the worst idea ever. They're smarter <laughs> than that. I also somebody tried to tell me this today. I looked it up, it's not true. That these electric vehicles are worse for the environment. And I was like, dude, I'm I'm gonna look this up because you you gotta be wrong about that. That yeah. seems again like they wouldn't be pushing that. That's like they're not that dumb. Right. And I was right. <laughs> yeah. Again, there's there's well, a lot of misinformation going around right now, and it's meant to continue the division between us. Yeah, now and it's Elon, believable yeah. because people think liberals are such idiots that you you yeah. hear that and you're like yeah another liberal idea. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but, yeah. but that's, again, that's where we are trying to figure this whole thing out.
0: Yeah, the one thing I do like about the war—not that I like anything—I I do oh like how gosh. it's not it's not a left-right thing. Like we can all agree that right. Putin
1: sucks, and then now we're united, thing. right? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know the common enemy is always the great uniter think about after 9-11 dude i mean everybody was like we're americans let's go bust some muslim skulls we were like yeah get them and that was awesome for like two or three years and then the left was like oh maybe you know maybe not all of them yeah maybe not all the muslims (laughs) that's that's it might be a little much so this is nice it's nice that this country can agree on killing people you know (laughs) that's nice
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, remember remember (laughs) you were saying, um, there's a problem when we can't agree, like, if murder is... Yeah, (laughs)
1: right? We're taking sides on murder. Stop!
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, Jedi, what's tonight's show on?
2: Well, today we're discussing the 40-hour work week, but who better to explain the concept of work than this person? What you're actually passionate about. Because if you don't have passion in it, it's not easy, regardless of how it looks. And I think people see things with instant gratification because yeah. of social media that they think it just comes easy to people. It doesn't, especially if you want something long term. I have the best advice for women in business get your fucking ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. You That's have to, so true. You have to surround yeah. yourself with people that want to work. Have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life. No toxic work environments and show up and do the work. If you're the smartest person in that room, you gotta to go to another room. Like you don't I want to be around really successful people because that's gonna drive me to be successful. A lot of people get intimidated to be in a room full of smart thinkers, wealthy people, whatever it is. That's I wanna be in learn. that room. Because it also in like scares you to want to be. Like to be like, the, motivates you and inspires person. you. Yeah, yeah. I'm
3: like I gotta hustle. I have a oh question.
1: What yeah. room are they in where in anyone <laughs> that is even close to being the smartest yeah. person in the room? Right. And if you're listening, that's
0: the that's the Kardashians. And even Chloe, she looks nothing like that. She's like <laughs> looked like on that show.
1: Just yeah. be yourself, Todd. Be the real yeah. you. But do it yeah. with plastic surgery and a wig. Yeah. Okay but the thing is it
2: takes money to make money and they've had it that's why they're so successful up top they've had several you know ladders up the rung other than you know just the average Joe
1: you know it's funny because I actually saw when she got up off her ass it was on top of Ray J and then it was back down back up back down back up yeah (laughs) that was her getting (laughs) off give me a break
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: remarks here at crimes and conspiracies and beyond today we're going to talk about one of the biggest conspiracies of them all a conspiracy that affects every american in one way or the other the 40-hour work week
0: so is this a conspiracy what do we think about this do you want to tell us when it started jedi and how, yeah, okay. I'm I'm not
2: for it. I mean, I think I think we should <laughs> tone it down less than 40 hours. I mean, because I don't think it's necessary. I mean, back in 1866, the National Labor Union asked Congress to pass an eight hour workday, but they failed. And then in the 1890s, during that time, the average work week for manufacturing employees was 80 to 100 hours. Did you know that? Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) And that was just the kids. Oh, my
2: goodness. I just was like, oh, my goodness. And then in 1916, yeah, yeah, in 1916, Congress passed the Adamson Act, which established the eight hour workday. It became the first federal law that regulated work hours in private companies. And then, who popular um, made the forty-hour work week popularized was Henry Ford in 1926. So um, the the reason why he did that is because he discovered that um, working over forty hours didn't really produce a big increase of productivity. So I mean. It didn't make a difference. So it was like, you know, forty hours <laughs> That's enough. And I think he also noted that people spend more money when on their recreation days. So right? I guess they wanted to uh, push people to buy buy his cars, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, he said longer hours decreases productivity, and that's definitely true, right. And it is funny right now that we're just most jobs, no matter what you do, You just punch punch a clock for eight hours, and it's because someone told us to do that, like, 100 years ago. It wasn't really designed for what the jobs are nowadays, the 40-hour work week. And um, I don't know if you saw it yet. The most productive country in the world is Luxembourg, and they have a 29-hour work
1: work week.
2: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs)
1: They're all part-timers. Isn't that a part-timer? Everywhere you go, 29? I like that.
0: You know what cracks me up about the 40-hour work week? It's another thing that we just take for granted. I mean, you go outside, you see, like, the stars and stuff. You take that stuff for granted. It's just there. The 40-hour work week, it just – no one ever questions it. We just do it. No one sits down and says, wait a minute, why is this even, like, a thing? It just is. Well,
2: well it actually, only became into law in 1940s.
1: Yeah, I so, know. So, I, I know. mean, it's,
2: it's, like, pretty recent.
1: Think about, though, your buddies that are like, man, I I put in 50, 60 hours a week. And it's like, yeah, well, that's nothing compared to what people used to do. So like back in your seat, buddy, 80 to 100. Give me a break.
0: I know. So Jedi, I thought about you. So where is your native country? Are are you you Hawaiian or is it?
2: I'm born and raised in Hawaii. (laughs) I'm an island girl through and through.
0: Yeah, no, because I was thinking if you think of countries like the Philippines and stuff, like you always hear people's like parents and grandparents worked like ridiculous hours back then.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're known for their sweatshops, right? Those Asian countries over there. I mean, that's all about what people are fighting for to get the kids out of the sweatshops. But interesting, I mean, according to the World Population Review website, they work only 41 hours. A week, so I don't know how accurate that is because. Well, yeah, it's it's oh, a sweatshop those...
0: doesn't sound so bad.
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> it, it,
0: it's 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 kind of measured weird because they said the longest work week is Mexico on some survey they did, and it was forty one point two hours. So it must take into effect people that don't work or something when they do the average. It's kind of yeah. like Joe it's it's kind of like when you look up I always look up uh, demographics in different towns and you, you're in Weathersfield Connecticut I bet you if you looked it up it would be like the median household income is like $58,000 and you probably are like I don't know anyone that survives on that little I don't know where they get the average from I don't know what
1: they take into effect Yeah that is so weird right cuz you got to figure I mean right you got to account for the ballers too the people that are making like 250 Yeah. Like who's who's how many people are making like 19 K that they're dragging this median down so much? (laughs) I don't buy it. I don't I don't know any of those people. They've never been to my house.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, So one of the things I was going to ask you, Joe, was this started to be a thing around the industrial revolution when people started wanting to do less and less hours. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the industrial revolution?
1: Um. Yes. So the industri- Industrial Re- Revolution in Europe and in Great Britain, this is where it really took off. Uh, we're basically talking about steam power, water power, machinery. And then in the United States, this corresponds to roughly 1820 to 1840. So this is all pre-Civil War kind of the building of uh, the railroad system got built all across this country. So you were able to start. Uh, mass producing stuff you were able to ship across country that's what the industrial revolution was it was no more no more plow in the fields they were introducing tractors and other other equipment that uh, again brought us to this next level and you could argue that this probably ended about 80 years ago uh as we moved into the what i would call technology age
0: Yeah, so they said in the early 1800s, companies wanted to maximize equipment usage by running 24-7 so people would have to work 10 or 16 hours a day. I mean, I don't even know how you can function.
1: Exactly. I mean, I would need a break. (laughs) Well, again, see now, but again, for a, a lot of these, it's a guy just pulling a lever. Yeah. Yet you're just pulling a lever all day. That's your job. You stand there for 10 or 16 hours pulling the same lever so that the machine can do all the work. That's why they were able to and again that's why when people get upset and about socialism and 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 all that stuff people like Henry Ford are few and far between you know there was a that guy a couple of years ago gave minimum salary to his company seventy thousand people are like oh yeah idiot. he's gonna oh, go bankrupt yeah. that company is doing incredibly well right now when you incentivize work and you treat your I mean You would think that this would be an obvious thing, but there's not a lot of people out there that are up at night worrying about their people. I mean, those those kind of people don't necessarily exist in an uh, unrestricted capitalist society, you know, survival of the fittest. And and that's why you have that ever growing wealth gap in this country.
0: Yeah, I remember that story about the guy who who did the 70K, and he, he paid all his employees, I think, six figures, and they bought him a Tesla. You ever see that? They all chipped yeah. in and bought him a Tesla.
1: Dude, imagine how, what a great boss and how happy oh, yeah, your employees must be if they chip in and buy you a Tesla.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I work most of my jobs until I have my current job. I never really tried any job. But if my employer was like, you know what, let's do four eight-hour days or something, and let's get stuff done, you would be motivated and not just,
1: like, sleep through the day. You know what I mean? Especially, like, on a desk job. I think I told you, you know, my, my wife is a lawyer. She works in the insurance industry. They transitioned during the pandemic to people working from home. And... Now, my wife basically worked in an office with like twenty women, and as you could imagine, and no offense—I hope I don't take any flack for this—but the ladies could be a little chatty at work. They want to talk about Netflix and and true crime and all the stuff that they're into, right? And that takes time away from your productivity. They're emailing while they're there, making plans for after work. They have like these dinners with Join with pictures clients of and their stuff. Kids, sure, right? And it's like <laughs> so. Here's what they found: these women working from home. Their production is off the charts, and so finally, they, they after they kept threatening to bring, like, we got to be back in the office, got to be back in the office. They went back in the office. They were there for three weeks. Like eight people got COVID. They shut back down, and they're, they're, they 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 want to transition back. And I understand that they have a brick and mortar building. They they pay to have it, but you're more productive when they're working from home because they don't have the distraction of each other. Right. Yeah. You know, and you would think that if you were a really smart, if you were Henry Ford, you'd be like everybody work from home. Then you would right. see that that that's the that's the better result, and that's what you would do. You would offer profit sharing because when you offer companies that offer profit sharing have more productive employees because there's something in it for them.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Now, around the um, industrial revolution, some guy Robert Owen said. It should be eight, eight and eight, eight hours labor, eight hours recreation and eight hours rest. And then it still took about another hundred years to develop in the Henry Ford and to actually pass the law. So it, it, it was it's a federal law, the 40 hour work week. I wonder how that works, because we, it, that isn't like doesn't have to happen right now. It's just that we mostly do do the 40 hour work week. Because I know I, when I work for the phone company, it's 37 and a half hours.
1: But I was weird when I saw it was a law. Well all the law all the law says is is that you have to compensate over 40. And in mm-hmm. some states that's double time, time and a half. It's, you know, a dollar an hour. It, it it each state can decide what that looks like over 40. The state law is though that anything over 40 is overtime. Right?
0: yeah so I mean I work at a job where forty hours isn't really a thing because I work for a company where you don't stop until the packages are delivered. You can't just go back the next day like on a regular work environment, you do your job and then at whatever four four thirty for the most part, you can get up and go. I mean if there's something pressing, maybe you have an overtime job. but I was gonna ask Joe, are you considered the gig economy?
1: Yes, yep so every I mean, week you like you're not it. just yeah oh I love it. I love it. I, I mean, it took me, uh, and again, thank God for this pandemic, because I probably wouldn't have been able to to fully transition to what I'm doing now, uh, which again is 100% working out of my house. Thank God for the pandemic. <laughs> I know. I hate to say that. And when I talk to people about my business, I'm like, I hate to say this, but that pandemic was the best thing that yeah. ever happened to me. I met people like you who wanted to start podcasts, and I found enough people uh, and again, through you know some of the other work and stuff that I do, that paying the bills. You a know? lot of
2: people are getting into entrepreneurship with this pandemic. I mean, that um, they're growing their business, they're finding themselves, they're you know spending more time with their family. They 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 love it.
1: Because what's the incentive to work? They don't even give you the gold watch when you retire anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you used to I actually get a gold watch when you retired. There was a pension and right. Um, right, it, we're at the point now where and 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 this is I think especially true with the with the millennial generation is the, why would I want to work for somebody else and make them rich and get treated like garbage?
2: right And not yeah, even get right, a, yeah. a break. Brazil, their breaks are forty eight minutes long. They have the longest breaks of
3: yeah, we don't get be, like fifteen yeah.
2: minutes. We have to scarf down our lunch. We have, you know, by the time we we get our lunch, we have to scarf it down and then go back to work. And, you know, most of us are eating fast food because that's the only thing that's fast, right? I mean, our health is going, everything's going. I mean, why go in the office? I don't get it. I don't understand why employers don't allow telecommuting.
0: And people are realizing now it, it is, it's here probably to stay because of the pandemic again, Joe. <laughs> people are really like, oh, it can be done. I mean, this, this, this is things are happening the same whether you're here or not.
1: It's funny how dependent on tradition people are in this country. When, when, you know, we all grew up right with the idea that America's a melting pot. Right. And that's such a beautiful, lovely thought. But like, you know, go to go to any like neighborhood in 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 the city in New York City, dude, and it's like very distinct blocks of people. You know, there's no yeah. mixing; it's just blocks piled on top of each other. And you know, we're we're so again, we're so divided because we tend to just stay in our little pack. Yeah. It's not a good thing; it's not. But we fall back on traditions, and and here's the thing. Why are your traditions better than mine? And why is my friend from South Carolina's traditions racist? You know, right? but we've, we, we, we so fall back on you. Like, I think we should just kind of wipe the slate clean. Do we really need to celebrate Thanksgiving? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can't we just have a day where we eat turkey and hang out with our family? We don't have to be like, remember the pilgrims? No, it was a massacre. It's not a pleasant story. Let's just stop pretending it is. Let's just have a nice dinner.
2: I mean, but it's so sad because the U.S. ranks the worst among developed nations for the workers' benefits. We're the worst.
1: We don't offer anything to our
2: employees.
1: Wait, worst in the Philippines and the sweatshops? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Joe, you should see the developed, thing. Nations, developed nations. Developed nations. <laughs> oh, oh, developed nations. Yeah. Well, again, develop- right? how unfortunate is that that we're supposed to be and we we talk about we're the greatest country on earth and we rank right. dead last amongst developed nations great right uh, jedi i i had a friend that
0: um got injured and the ambulance came he's like i'm not doing it there's no way i'm i don't get covered and it's gonna be like a 1500 hundred dollar ambulance ride it's sad that like that stuff actually happens
2: yeah you know what other countries cover I mean, Australia requires employers to cover earnings employees lost during short-term illnesses. So he would have been covered in Australia. He's not covered here. And Canada, if employees undergo sickness, injury, or quarantine, they provide employment insurance.
0: Yeah, so I was just thinking, like, so in the 1800s, you're working 10 or 16 hours a day. If you hurt your foot like me, you're just fired. There's no workers' comp or anything like that back then.
2: That's sad.
0: Like, we're a lot luckier now. And that that's when the thing came into play, Joe. Kids were working. Yeah. yeah. Yeesh. <laughs> See, I, I'm actually in a tough situation right now. I've been out of work seven weeks with my foot. And I'm kind of liking being out. Like, I'm actually seeing, like, wow, this is I'm – I'm around the kids. I can help as much as I can. Uh, I'm still injured and stuff. And there's going to be a balance where you're happy and then you somehow like your job a little bit. I think people that do something they hate their entire life, no one should have to do that. And play that on a Joe Rogan clip. He kind of touches on that. Well, it's also you got
1: to think like, what do you really appreciate? What's important to you? Like, What's really important to you? Yeah. Because you don't have forever, right? So what is important to you? Because you only have 24 hours in a day. So what's important to you? Find out what the fuck that is, and do more of that. Yeah, and try to figure out like how to how to make enough money so that you're not starving, that you're doing well. Yeah, but don't just chase that. Chase what you're trying to do. Like the the point system attached to it, the monetary point system, it can get you all fucked up because it'll get you tw- working like twelve hours a day, thirteen know, hours a to day. To get what? To get more stuff to get better stuff, to get more prestigious stuff, to get stuff that, you know, all your other stuff having friends are really jealous of your stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to die.
0: So, I think that's so true. And, like, right now I saying, I'm home. Uh, I'm with my kids. I love that. Do I want to kind of sacrifice a great job with a great pension? I pay zero for benefits. Maybe to get something, like, a little less paying but I'll be home with the kids while I work is like a balance there. Do you want to make more money, free benefits, or maybe make less, but you're around your family more.
2: Right. And life isn't guaranteed. You don't know if you're going to have a heart attack two years from now I know. or be hit by a bus. I mean, I, I value quality time. I want to be rich with time, yeah. not money.
0: Yeah, totally. Joe, what you had a confused face looking on the Joe Rogan thing.
1: Well, so I mean, I've worked about twelve hours today. I'm not yeah. doing it because I'm making millions. I'm doing it because that's <laughs> what I have to do to make this business successful. I certainly, I will say this. I, I and I agree with that. And you know, I think we've kind of talked about this before. You know, my wife and I are, aren't gift buyers or card givers. We generally buy each other, you know, a, an experience of some kind, yeah. or we'll buy a trip to go on together so that we have an experience. And it's you know, great hilarious things happen and great stories come of that. And then you can talk about that and it's like, Oh, I was here, but there's stories that come out of it. And so you get to share amazing experiences. And I do really think that that's what life is all about, but that idea that what you need, you should make about, what, $50 a day so you can eat three meals and you're good? <laughs> no, dude. I mean, again, like, I like Joe Rogan, don't get me wrong, but you have, yeah. like, a hundred million, brother. Shut up, dude. You're not the yeah. guy to, like, be giving advice to people. That That's no better than the Kim Kardashian. like, get off yeah, your ass. right?
0: right, right. Oh,
1: no, okay, Joe Rogan, remember when you were struggling to become famous and you didn't have a podcast and you did that shitty Fear Factor show? Remember that? Like... And then you hit it big, and they, they, these people hit it big, and they're like, well, you just got look, to... dude, shut up. You know? They're they... here Here's the other problem, right? For every little kid, especially kids playing basketball in the inner city, right, they all want to be the next LeBron James, Michael Jordan. That's your way out of poverty. You join the AAU League, you get to high school, and for some kids, you get to high school, and then you're playing in the travel, and you're like, holy shit, I'm not that good. right i uh, like two years ago i was the best player on every team i was on now i'm not a starter anymore what happened you know and so what's your backup plan chief mcdonald's you're gonna make just another mcdonald's that you can eat and live joe rogan's perfect like shut up no the
2: irony with the kim kardashian one is her interns are unpaid Of course they are. You know,
3: (laughs) and then she's
2: telling everybody to go back to work, Uh, not for free.
1: Who wants to do that for free? Also, I got to tell you, I I find nothing more offensive than when people suggest that people don't want to work. That is the most. That is the most horseshit thing on the planet. (laughs) Here's the thing, right? What is work? What is that? What does that mean? People don't like to work. I mean, nobody wants to work. Kim Kardashian doesn't want to work. That's why she doesn't actually do any physical labor, right? Mm-hmm. She's got a right. ton of money, She just makes other people do her shit so she can make more of it. Great plan if you start with like a hundred million dollars, you know. Right. Uh, that's uh all these self made millionaires with you know the, the 10 million dollar loan from their dad. I don't know. Are you really self-made if you started with 10 million? Nope. Right, the whole idea of being a self-made millionaire is that you would have made that first million on your own. Right. So yeah, right. yeah, I don't know. Kardashians. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> I can't I can't even believe. You know, it, it they Todd, they're one of those like everybody I know hates them. Right. And yet, yeah. they're famous the world over. <laughs> like who is it's watching? It's really these, weird, right? Who is watching? Who loves these people so much? Do, do those people just when I'm around? They're like, no, I don't watch that shit, and everybody does, and I don't know it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, kind of right, like right. A, a, a secret fetish, you know? It must be. <laughs> yeah. I've never it's heard. Weird. I've ne- I've literally, I swear to God, I have never had anybody say to me, "Oh, that's a really good show. Yeah, I watch I it know. every week." I've never happened. <laughs> Who are, who are these people?
0: <laughs> I, uh, one of my friends posted on Facebook the other day. It was like, getting ready for my 32nd season of Survivor. I'm like, I stopped at season one. <laughs> <laughs> season oh <my> 32. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, people are still watching Survivor. <laughs> wow that cracks that cracks him. now joe we talked about oil earlier i, I always like mentioned my buddy he's like the richest person i know because he owns an oil company now we were talking about today he never really talks about money or whatever uh, but every once in a while i'll get something out of him and today i was like how much because he was telling me how uncomfortable it is telling customers it's 539 a gallon and stuff He said he dreads it. He wakes up every day and the price is up like 30 more cents. And he doesn't really make more because it's more. He has to pay more. But he said he makes between 80 cents and a dollar a gallon profit. So it's like he fills up someone's oil tank from like scratch. It's making $275 on one house. He might have 30 or 40 deliveries. I mean, on one house, Jedi, he's making some people don't make that in a day.
1: Right. I'm sure yeah. it really hurts him to, every time that price goes up that he's got to raise his too. It's cutting I mean again dude, it's cutting into your profit. Yeah. You you I mean this is a short this is going to be a short-term increase, right? Prices they're they're going to go down because the the fact of the matter is is I mean let's say gas got to $12 a gallon. You just wouldn't drive. Right. You yeah. just wouldn't go anywhere. You would be stupid to get in your car and drive, especially if it was to something that wasn't going to make you money. If this is the argument about, well, the McDonald's pays 15 an hour, you have to pay $8 for a hamburger. I wouldn't pay more than $2 for a hamburger at McDonald's. If the price ever goes to three, I will never go to McDonald's again. I only go there because it's cheap shit food. Yeah. I'm not going there for like an elegant lunch. It's a quick meal. If it gets to if it gets to the point where it's quicker for me to go buy a sandwich at Subway, I'll just do that. It's more food and it's fresh. Because you're working 12 hour days. Right. So yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, right, everything's got like a price cap before the prices are gonna have to stabilize again. Your buddy at his oil company can't take that 30 cent hit for the next couple weeks. He'll be fine. He yeah. would still make a shit ton of money. So, oh, I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, people want right, to get so- pissed at Joe Biden. What's your buddy's name? I'm just kidding. Don't say his name. <laughs> That's well, the people well, you should be pissed about, the people that are making serious profits right now off the price of oil. And there's a lot of people. I don't know if you guys saw. ExxonMobil, $137 billion in profit. Wow. Oh, wow profit that's that's what they that's after they've paid all the bills and all the employees they're left with 137 billion dollars
0: that's crazy that's
1: got to be dished out amongst like 15 dudes i bet
0: yeah i know (laughs) that's why like the top 80 people in the world are worth like the same as the rest the other eight billion yes. is whatever <laughs> <laughs> billion. so Jedi what were you telling me about Joe Biden earlier with like the about driving to work
2: that he said let's go back to work and get everybody in the office let's fill our downtowns you know I mean does he know how much gas costs <laughs> I mean that, that wasn't very motivational.
1: <laughs> I got to say, listen, I'm not a big, I voted for him. I'm not a big fan of the guy. He's in the worst spot any president has ever been in. Like, this is the, the worst, dude. If he, right, if he steps up, World War Three. If mm-hmm. he doesn't, he looks like a wuss for getting rolled over. We're, we're we, everybody wanted COVID to be over. We get right to the end of it, and then this happened, and the price of gas goes through the roof, and he's like, go back to work. Yeah, Jedi. I mean, what like what is that guy supposed to do? He's been this guy's been dealt this guy's been dealt a worse hand than Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> right? Like I that get guy it. had a that guy had a second country he had to deal with in America. This is pretty bad. I feel well, bad for him. He's not doing a good job either. I will say that. <laughs> right, but when
2: you say go back and fill downtowns and instead of working from home, all an employee thinks about is the drive. You know, the the traffic. You're making someone else rich. That's not my building is I don't I'm not getting anything from real estate. So, I mean, it's basically making someone else's rich. So I, I I don't think that's that he, he, I mean, the, the words that he used, it could have been better. Cause I don't want to drive downtown yeah. and pay for parking, $30 for parking. Who wants that?
0: Yeah. And now we have the 40 hour work week, Jedi. When, with your job where it was before when you were driving, that's mm-hmm. more like 50, 60 hours with the commute.
2: Um, It was like 61 miles one way. So, yes, um, I don't want to drive back downtown to downtown or back to my job it's crazy it's crazy the Who price can
1: afford of that uh, so you know you're are you are you in hawaii or you're in california no
2: i'm in california
1: you're in california right uh incidentally both of those states are the two highest price per gallon in the country the average price in both hawaii for obvious reasons we've talked about obviously the logistical situation i think right. prices in hawaii are always a little high anyway Right. Like e- even when gas prices are normal, they're still going to be higher there. But California is, is in a bad way from what I've seen looking like five eighty a gallon.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is that about <laughs> what you're seeing? I, yeah. I think I saw today, Todd, I don't know what you're seeing in mass, but today, Connecticut, I saw like four thirty five, four fifty yeah. Uh, was the range we're at, which is pr- pretty bad. But.
0: Yeah, my gas light was on today and I filled up. It was $79. Yeah.
2: Everything is going up. Two batteries right. at Target was $8.50 for two batteries.
1: Oh, Send me that.
2: Yeah, I
1: sent it to you. And <laughs> the See, no, batteries were they? See, batteries. Oh, no,
0: I think it was the Jedi. Jedi, I think it was those nine volt ones. Yeah, the, me the nine picture. volt.
2: Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
0: And then uh, oh, where were we? T- I think uh, Hugh Benjamin was telling us. That batteries cost like a fraction of a penny, because someplace was selling them for a penny, uh, one of the sweatshops or something, and they were making a profit. And so now they're charging us <laughs> four or five dollars for a battery. <laughs> oh my God.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: Um, so like, so we do we do the five eight hour days traditionally? Let's go over a couple of the other ones, and then we can decide what we like the best. Um, some of the companies are doing flex time where you design your own schedule so if you're an early riser you can start early and this way you have more of like a work and life balance if you have to pick the kids up from school or whatever but the negatives it would be hard to schedule meetings um that would be the main conflict with that then i used to work the four-day work week at the phone company which is pretty cool um, some people would take a Wednesday off to kind of break up the week. You'd do like two days on one day off. Uh, but the only problem with that is the four, 10 hour days. Those are pretty long days, but you have the three day weekend. That's the the pro to that. And, um, the other one is the 32 hour week. That's what like Luxembourg and a lot of those countries that are the most productive do. And that's basically get your shit done in four days. And then I think everyone would be a lot more motivated to do, And Uh,
2: happier and healthier.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've never been comfortable with that. With this five-five on, two-off thing. Why not four-three? Who decided five-two?
0: Yeah, right. And then, like uh, firefighters, what do they do? Forty-eight hours on and like four days off, or something? Yeah.
1: I'll tell you the uh, the one the uh, uh, big negative aspect. (laughs) of the flex schedule is jedi some people will show up in the office at like 6a 7a and they're out at like yeah. two or three mm-hmm. and then your lazy ass comes in at like 10 45 you know what i mean like that's the schedule but what does that look like you know what i mean well like i, I having get it. lunch and you walk in <laughs> but the flip side of that is bosses
2: and supervisors who don't manage. They don't do their job and manage and call out the lazy employees. And then the workhorses get the brunt of all the work. That's not fair either. So who wants to go back to work and deal with that?
1: Yeah. You guys take care of all that stuff in the morning. I'll be in around lunchtime, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think the flex time one out of all those would be like the hardest one to manage. I mean, if you're someone, like you said, you want to roll in at noon, that's just what you want to do. That works for you. Maybe you need to have a meeting with that coworker and you're like only there like yeah. two hours together. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember doing the four-day work week. It was brutal. You do like 7.30 to 6, three days. Then you'd have like a short day that was like seven hours. Then you'd have a day off. But those days you worked it was, it was hard to get through it especially since it was a cubicle job just sitting there for uh, 10 and a half hours or something Jedi which one of those jobs do you like the best?
2: oh I, I just want to work 32 hours <laughs> I know I could be productive and you know work hard and that I just want like I said I want to be rich with time I want my recreation to be able to be done and you know my job. I don't mind working hard. I just need, you know, you need a, a a respite day. Everybody needs respite days. Yeah. People, I mean, back in the day, they say, you know, they had it harder, but nowadays, you know, there's social media that takes a toll on people. There's bills for the internet, childcare, homeschooling now because of, you know, COVID, all these added expenses that people don't understand that, you know, it, it really takes a, a mental health toll on your body and your mind.
0: Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I mean, and plus, driving to work five days a week, every day, isn't good for the environment and emissions and stuff. So, if you do just cut one day off and you have a four-day work week, all those less people doing like one less day. And I'm, you know, I'm wondering, Joe, is, is this going to be like quick? Could this be like a quick switch, or do you think it's going to take like another fifty years?
1: Yeah. Again, I, I think just the way people, you know, it's the way we always do it around here. It, yeah, it's hard tradition. to shake that mentality. I think it's gonna take more technological advances before I think I think what you're gonna see is more robots. Mm-hmm. I know Jedi <laughs> hates that, but I I think it's true, I it's think, gonna happen. Yeah, it really is, but I think right I think once there's more automation. And again, you know, just to see with this pandemic when you and, and this is, I think, amazing uh, what this country was able to do. You look at all the schools and all the companies that were able to transition immediately to, to different technology to be able to stay up and running. And I know, obviously, service businesses that, that this wasn't good for them, but so many companies and schools and were able to completely transition to online. And, and teleporting then, I mean, there's, there's so much stuff. uh, And I, again, I think as technology advances into the future and there's less and less of a reason for people to have to go into a job, I think you're going to see more and more of that. And I think companies too, you know, you lock in a five-year lease on a building, Todd, you're going to get, you want, you want that thing filled all five years that you've got it, you know? I, I hope these companies would have the sense now when their leases run out to be like, yeah, everybody go back home. This is makes way more sense for us. We should just do this.
0: And so. that's another thing that we don't think about. We don't think about them having to lease a building. That's we just take that for granted. And we're right. like, why do we have to go to work? This is stupid. <laughs> and my sister's a school teacher. I asked her how many hours she works because they although they're off the whole summer, my sister said she works every night on something. So it's kind of like a weird thing. You work what, uh, nine months of the year and have the summers off, which is pretty cool.
2: Does she have to yeah. buy her own supplies? He probably. She... Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I think like what we did is like, they'd send something home with the parents, like a little notice for you to kind of donate something, which I think is pretty cool. I Why mean, not teachers make
2: more. I mean, they, they do they should make they, more
0: they They make a ton when you start as a school teacher, you make about maybe forty grand. If you have your masters, you keep taking classes. My sister almost makes six figures takes a while to get there
2: teaching yeah
0: yeah <laughs> my wow. my sister makes my sister makes ninety five thousand dollars she's a school teacher she's a second grade teacher, but like I said, twenty years ago she was making like thirty eight thousand is she in the junior- same place yep. Wow. It's it, it's classes you take. Once you have your masters, you take classes and it's like five grand bump up. I don't think she can go any higher other than the cost of living. But you can make almost six figures. You can make a nice living being a school teacher.
1: Yeah, but how much does that suck, Jedi, right? You're a teacher, right. you're in school eight hours a day, you come home, you have your family, you're gonna have your dinner, you gotta grade some papers, and then oh, you should take your, you know, get your masters in this if you want more yeah. money right right Right? you're totally burning out again and joe rogan hates this you know you're burning out to make more money (laughs) yeah and
2: employers in the united states they keep changing like the retirement plan or the raise steps i mean so we're we're not getting what our grandfathers got when they stayed on the job for 30 years
1: right well you know I, i i brought this up last year on one of my shows uh Police in Atlanta start at thirteen dollars an hour. What? That's ridiculous. For giving I, up minute. their life. Yeah. For the job. Now, mind you, the they're, they're, you don't need much education to become a police officer in Georgia. Is is the trade off on there? Okay. So you don't need to go and get like a master's in criminology. But thirteen dollars an hour. Who are you getting for that job? You're not getting, like, high-quality candidates. Like, right. to, to me, that's um, that's like a public hazard. I mean, right. I, I – I you know, Jen, I – you said teachers should make more. Yeah, they they shouldn't start out making peanuts and have to work. They should be – they should start off comfortable, and if they want to earn more and work towards them, then great, do it. But – it should be, again. I hate the idea of like you know kids today that graduate from college like you should you're gonna get some great job. Yeah, why wouldn't I? Why yeah, why does no. everybody insist that we yo work at the bottom? Like oh dude, get over yourself. <laughs> oh my god, why do we want everyone's life to suck? Cause yours did. I I don't get that. I don't get that mentality. We should always want the generation next to have it a little bit better, have it a little bit easier. And then we um, can tell them the stories about walking uphill in the in the. But
3: <laughs> well, the millennial
2: mindset—they only stay on the job for three years. Again,
1: yeah. Wouldn't you agree? We have foolishly dedicated yeah, ourselves to companies that you know, again, aren't going to give us the deal our parents and grandparents got. It's Why are we hustling? Right? Why? <laughs> I, 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 there was a meme I saw. Right? Something about like uh, the the boss comes pulling in. Uh, in a, in a brand-new Lamborghini, and he walks over to the worker and he goes, Bud, you keep working as hard as you are this year. Next year, I'm going to get another one of these.
2: It's a da- dangling carrot is what I call it. They just, just keep dangling the carrot for you to work there and stay there forever.
1: If you're not incentivizing your workers, if you're not taking care of your workers, they're going to leave you. and And we've seen that. And, you know, for all these companies – in the pandemic that have been bitching about they can't hire people, y- you might want to take a look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people Free looking job. for work. <laughs> a lot of people looking for work. But they don't want to work a shitty job. Like, those days are over. There's right. so many jobs, open jobs in this country that you got choices yeah you know, if you've been on unemployment through the pandemic, you've got an opportunity through the, uh, the United States government to go get training in some some kind of skill now. You can go and improve your situation on the government's dime. Do it, yeah.
0: now, now Jedi, when we're talking about step raises and stuff like we're grandparents are uh, your grandparents, that my job it's four year progression. So say you started being a UPS driver tomorrow you'd only make about 20 bucks an hour. And then in a year you'd make 22. Then in a year you'd make 30. And then the fourth year you get to top pay. So you're doing the same job as me, but you haven't been there as long as so you don't make as much as the senior drivers. Wow. It's, it's kind of weird doing the same job as someone knowing they just started and they're not going to make what, what the higher people make for four years.
2: And how do they feel it, about that? <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> it's funny because if one of the newer guys comes and they get asked to do overtime, they don't really care that much. But if a senior driver, they know how much money overtime is, they'll grab that. I'll I'll go do these extra stops. Yeah, it's you know kind what? of weird. Some jobs like that.
1: I, I, I just gotta bring it up. It just occurred to me and because I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan. I know you are too. They they've got a they the the lockout ended today. Baseball, they reached a deal. And you know, for a lot of people, this was billionaires versus millionaires, which mm-hmm. not true. Not every baseball player is a millionaire. Um, it, it wasn't, but 1987, when the average the the minimum salary time, do you remember what it was at the time? Twenty seven thousand so, uh, nine hundred dollars.
0: I was going to say, I remember, because I always look stuff up. I think in, like, 1986
1: or something, Mike Greenwell made, like, 60 grand. Yeah, dude. Mm. That wasn't that long ago where, like, I know. they were making normal person salaries. Here's – I'll tell you, uh, uh, this is the most amazing thing. Um, uh, what the hell's his first name? Glass, the guy that owns Walmart, the CEO of Walmart, uh whatever his name is, last name is Glass, but he bought the Kansas City Royals for $96 million in the year 2000. Wow! He sold it two years ago, the Kansas City Royals, mind you, for $1 billion. We're
0: not talking the Dodgers or the Yankees. <laughs> the
1: fucking Royals are worth a billion dollars, dude. Like, that's he. He didn't even pay a hundred million. Twenty years later, he turned around and sold it for a billion dollars. And the best part was during these negotiations. At one point, Rob Manford said, "Owning major league franchises is not a profitable business." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you lying sack of shit.
0: I mean, I wonder what the Yankees and the Dodgers are worth—several billion.
1: It's got to be $4 billion yeah. for the Yankees. I would say minimum if if you're telling me the Royals are worth a billion.
0: Yeah. Now, hey, Jed, I don't know if you remember this. When we had Hugh on the other night, we were talking about that guy, Gary V. He's like the motivational speaker. And I kind of ran across a clip I always think is kind of funny. And I wanted Joe to play it because when you're working a job, you look forward to Fridays, right? Right. All right. Let's take a look at
3: It breaks my heart. My friends like live for Friday night. Like they know they get the week, like Monday morning's the worst. Like at its basic form, if you genuinely celebrate Friday, you need to rethink your entire fucking game. To live your life where you love Friday night, Saturday and Sunday, and despise Monday through Thursday or Friday morning is devastating to me because you're wasting too much of your life. And I'm trying to put pressure on the conversation to say if you love Friday that much, then you need to really look at Monday through Thursday. If you literally start your week being sad and it gets progressively better, you're in a you have a problem. We spend way too much time in our lives doing our jobs. When you're spending more than half your life working, it's important that that thing is on point. It's just a math game. If you're spending 83% of your time, 72% of your time, 64% of your time on something you hate. That's devastating. How do people not understand that when you eliminate sleeping, it is what you do? You basically live to work. Mm-hmm. If you're unhappy, where are you going? If you are like running to Friday night, that means you're miserable Monday through Friday. And I lived that life. I used to run to Friday when I was in school and I hated Sunday night with my entire heart. I lived for snow days for like a decade, <laughs> like for a decade.
0: <laughs> it's, kind, it's kind of, tr- it's pretty
1: true. I'm sorry. Um, I'm depressed now. <laughs> all of these people who don't have real jobs are giving people career advice. Like, I, dude, it's like it'd be like Tom Brady being like, "Listen, go to college, don't start at all, and be a quarterback, you dumbass." Oh, I should do that, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? His, that guy's job is to be upbeat?" Yeah, I, I first of all, I like the weekend. I'm not like obsessed with it, like oddly obsessed with it. I also don't hate Monday. What am I, Garfield? What is that? <laughs> why, would I, why would I hate Monday? I mean, I, I don't look forward to it, but it's I, I'm yeah. not like, oh Monday, God, I'm gonna kill myself. What is he even talking about? I, if there's one, if there's one job, one profession. I despise its fucking motivational speakers. Well, I think they are the most full of shit people on earth.
0: Well, because they do like what they—they have to be over
1: the top. Yes. Yeah. Ah, oh, I hate it. I absolutely <laughs> hate that stuff. Oh my god! You got to win today. You got shut up, dude. What?
0: Oh. <laughs> but he is true when he talks about like, it, it does suck if you hate your job and like yeah. eight, 60% of your week is that job. And I know a couple people that just don't want change. One of my friends, he's like brilliant, but he loves the hours at his job. He works like six to two, but he doesn't make any money. And I'm always like, you can offer so much more and provide so much more for your family. But I think he's just like, oh, I'm like, fine. staying put here. People don't like to change at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'll
1: get comfortable. Todd, I think I told you and uh, Jen, I, I don't know if we've had the conversation, but, you know, I, I told you guys I got into I went to Connecticut School of Broadcasting in 1997 and, and I had gotten thrown out of college just before that. And when I decided I wanted to get in the radio, I didn't know how my dad was going to react to that. Turns out my dad had gone to Connecticut School of Broadcasting because he wanted to be a radio DJ. and so he he was all about it and he pushed me and he was like yeah you're doing this and it obviously went really well um he worked for metro north railroad and he hated his job my dad was a miserable bastard from 1970 until 2000 when he retired that's sad isn't that oh you you couldn't the first half hour that my dad was home dude just don't even talk to him it wasn't even worth it it wasn't even worth it. It was dad just, yeah man just <laughs> looking for a reason to smack you in the face you know right. and like let that guy cool off and you kind of feel it out how you're approaching it but yeah if it when when you hate your job it affects you it affects your family it affects your relationships like my dad had to make the, the like money or a job I love and he went with money and You know, I'm sure he regrets it.
0: I know when I was telling someone my dilemma the other day, I'm like, I'm really thinking about maybe finding a new career. And uh, and I'm like, the benefits are such a big thing is not many companies in the world. We get free benefits. Don't pay a dollar for them. And she was she made a great point. She said no one was ever in the deathbed and said, thank God for the free benefits.
2: That's true. That is true.
0: But since I've been home, it's just been changing, like, the way I think, just being around my girls so much, being able to pick them up from school. Like, they're so excited. I'm like, do I really want to be in this career where I'm hurt? I want to be able to walk, too, you know what I mean? It's doing a number on my feet, and I've just been thinking about things. I was planning on retiring from this company, but I'm just having second thoughts.
2: Once time is spent, you can't get it back.
0: I know. In next week's show, Jedi, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else to say about this, Joe. Next week's show, it's kind of like uh, crimes, conspiracy, and beyond all wrapped up in one. We'll tell you
1: about it after. Well, I like that. <laughs> that's a nice tease, nice my yeah. friend. Yeah. <laughs> Doing in next week for that little mystery.
0: You got anything else on this, Jedi?
2: No, that the 40-hour work week is a conspiracy, and we need to stop it right now at all costs. Who's with me?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Screw uh, the man. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, so check us out on social media on Crimes Conspiracies to be on, and I do like how we do the show, because it's Jedi and myself, as show, but we like Joe being on. Joe's a producer, but you like coming on with
1: us, Joe? Oh my god, I, you know, I've said this the past, like, ten episodes. Yeah. You guys are always talking about stuff that I know about, and I... (laughs) (laughs) I don't get to like nobody ever asks me about it when I start to tell my wife this stuff. She's like, shut up. (laughs) So, the only place where I like, oh, I got to tell you what I read. I I know all this stuff. So, yeah, I love this. This is so much fun. Thank you for letting me be on this.
0: Yeah, and it is, it is funny. It is. Yeah, it's great. And it is funny how we do the show because Joe has no idea. You're going in blind every week. And um, (laughs) Jedi, Jedi and myself, we don't even talk that much. We talk about the episode and then we just kind of go on our own way. I mean, and I think probably most shows not like that. You probably have a
1: like a guideline or a script or something. You know what I mean? It's rare that you would have multiple people doing a show that have literally never met before. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that's going on in a lot of other places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and done no, we so
2: well. Like, we, we get along so well. It's so weird.
0: <laughs> and if there are other shows where the people don't know each other, it's probably conspiracy shows. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: I mean, for instance, um, Ivy League Murders, another show on Clovercrest. Do those people know each other?
1: They were um, friends in high school. and. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, um, the the um how they actually got together was one's daughter was dating, I think, one's son or something to that effect. That That's how they and they got to talking and started talking crimes. And yeah, they yeah. literally sit. They actually have during the pandemic, they lived in the same house together. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Yep. And then if anyone's
0: listening, wants to do a podcast, you got to contact Joe at Clovercrest because even Jedi last week, I told you I had that invention that I'm doing.
2: Right. I'm like,
0: Joe, Can you hop on with me for a few minutes to do something? So, Joe, you're always available, even if it has nothing to do with the show. You'll try to make time.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I I appreciate you saying that. And, yes, you know, uh, we've got 41 active shows currently. There's 45 on the roster. I'm always helping people with their, you know, career endeavors. If there's things that they're into, I try to be as supportive as I can. Uh, My job at Connecticut School of Broadcasting for a while was I actually was the person who helped people find jobs. And I have so many contacts in the business that rather than do it for the school, I'm doing it now for a lot of my podcasters who were my students. And so, you know, whatever I can. I mean, I'm home all the time. You know, you text me. You're like, hey, can you jump on? And I'm like. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, what's this about? I love doing this and it's it's a lot of fun. And you guys have been uh I, I, I say this a lot, you guys are just a joy to work with. You're so easygoing and dependable. I mean, you guys one of the things about this network, we've done I mentioned a few shows are sort of on hiatus right now. We've been really consistent with our shows for the last two years. Since you guys got on, I mean, your attendance record is like outstanding. The and, and well, thank and, you <laughs> to build right to build the podcast, and I appreciate everybody who's who's watching, putting up the numbers and just you know the the views on the YouTube channel are through the roof. You guys put forth this this great effort every week. The beginning of this podcast, you had to learn how to become podcasters, and you're like two little pros now. But your dedication. And I and I hope that the audience that uh, is listening, oh, they can appreciate the the time and effort that you guys put into putting on a show every week. And that, again, we don't we don't ever miss, you know, we'll go on late. We'll go on early, but we don't miss. And I appreciate your dedication,
0: except for the one time that you were sleeping.
1: Yeah, you want to laugh, dude, last Saturday, last Saturday, I was up late doing some editing. I had an alarm set and one of my kids grabbed my phone to play on it and just eventually walked off and I missed my combat sports show. I literally woke up. I jumped on the computer and my, my two buddies were ending the show. Oh uh, yeah. So the <laughs> second time I've straight slept through a show.
0: Yeah. Oh I was just thinking, I want to mention this. Uh, I saw the UFC last week. Look, I didn't see the fight, but I saw the results. This is why I hate UFC I saw that guy. What's his name? Jorge Masvidal. I'm used to growing up with like boxers being 49 and 0. He was 35 and 15. Why are their records so bad but they're so famous?
1: Jedi, do you want to jump in here? Or do you want me to take it? Listen, Floyd <laughs> Mayweather. Ahead, yeah. Floyd Mayweather is 50 and 0 because he doesn't fight anybody. His last five or six fights have been absolute. They don't people don't belong in the ring with him. They're he calculated be fights, right? all of these all of these undefeated boxers they they don't fight they, they don't fight each other there's like they right there's like four different champions in the welterweight division in boxing there's because there's four or five different belts but none of them will fight each other so they're fighting in the UFC you got you every week you're fighting a good fighter and, and that's really pound fight. for pound it really is. You're gonna lose fights, dude. Sometimes it's just not a good match. You're you're fighting a wrestler and you have no takedown defense, you're cooked. Yeah,
2: it's all so. for your skill and stamina. And, yeah. You know. So
0: it's it's not like when they throw SD Jones in the ring with King Kong Bundy. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, special delivery <laughs> Jones, dude. You don't, you know, you still see that in boxing where literally it's yeah. you know who's gonna win almost right. every boxing match. It's pathetic. And I love boxing, but so in I MMA, am, yeah. it's always it's the number one guy versus the number two guy. It's number four versus number six. You're not no one's fighting bums. You don't get bum fights in, in MMA. Uh, and, and that's why the has become so popular. Jorge Masvidal again was one of Kimbo slices dudes he used to fight in Kimbo's backyard. That guy's the one of the toughest sons of bitches on the earth. Yeah. The dude he fought, Colby Covington, is probably the number two welterweight in the world.
0: That now that makes total sense how you just explain that in two minutes. <laughs> I'm
1: glad I could. It does because I'm like, this Twitter, is so what it comes is, down to. Yeah,
0: because yeah. yeah. I'm like, why does Conor McGregor have I don't even know five six losses and he's like this like billionaire? So that's why because he's
1: going against the other. You're only yeah well the, and the dude that beat him last year, Dustin Poirier, over the last five years. He, he had knocked out uh, – he had lost to Conor McGregor. He went on a tear, dude. He fought every top five guy in two different divisions over that time span. And so when him and Conor were going to have that rematch, I was like, oh, Poirier's going to destroy him. You're like ah, Conor McGregor, he's so good. And I'm like, dude, Dustin Poirier has been fighting the best of the best. He beat everybody but Khabib. Khabib Nurmagomedov, who's one of the greats of all time, is the only guy he didn't beat. I was like, he's gonna destroy McGregor, and he did. And I did it again. And I was like, he's gonna beat his ass again, and he did. And the, the, that's what it comes down of, to, it. right?
2: This type of fighting is is different than boxing. There's blood involved. It's men and women in the wild. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's animalistic, yeah,
1: savage fighting.
0: <laughs> you got me kind of interested now, Joe.
1: Oh, I'm, t- dude, I'm telling you, there's nothing. Uh, if uh, you wanna, you wanna, if if you wanna watch one fighter, I want you to watch one fighter, and I think this person will convince you this is the right sport to watch. Her name is Valentina Shevchenko. Her nickname mm-hmm. is Bullet. She's a Russian. She is, I believe, and I love Amanda Nunes. We've talked about this, Jedi. <laughs> yes. I think she is the. I think she's not only the best female fighter in the world. I think this woman is the best pound-for-pound fighter on the planet. I think this woman, again, pound-for-pound, all things considered, would destroy any person that she was up against. She regularly puts other women in the crucifix position, which is basically where your arms are pinned in her legs, and she just Mm -hmm. rains elbows and fists into your face until either your face is totally busted open and the referee stops to fight or she drops one on your jaw and knocks you out cold. She is elegant. She dances. She is, for the entire fight, she's on her tippy toes. Never yeah, falls it. back on the heels of her feet. Never stops moving. A lot of head movement. She does everything right. She can stand up. She. I mean, watch Valentina Shevchenko. You'll want to watch MMA. No, is Ted, she undefeated? You know... No, she's lost two fights. No, she's lost three fights, uh, twice to Nunez. But I think she won both fights. To be honest, Nunez was the champ, though, uh, and she lost one other fight to a chick early in her career, and then faced mm-hmm. her later and kicked the shit out of her. Yeah. So for all intents and purposes, she's pretty much undefeated. And yeah. the uh, reason she lost to Nunez is uh, Amanda Nunez naturally walks around at about a buck seventy-five. She cuts weight to one thirty-five. Valentino what? weighs about 125 and uh, yeah. it's just a naturally bigger person and so that helps.
2: And Todd, the the uh, MMA yeah. fights are like 6 to 8 minutes in the octagon. Boxing is what two? So there's like a lot of stamina you that you have to produce and you know fight and give out. Yeah. That's why you know you are going to lose some. You're not going to have 55 and 0. You're going to take some shots and lose some fights.
1: Incidentally, right? Masvidal 35 and 16 now in his career, having lost that fight last week. He's only been knocked out one time. And that happened about five months ago when Kamara Usman, who's the number one welterweight in the world, knocked him out. He had never, not in Kimbo Slice's backyard, not in Bellator, not Mm. in EWA, not in the UFC, had never been knocked out in a fight. 37 years old, finally somebody somebody took him out. So despite the losses, those were all decisions. Those were all decisions, um, and yeah. once he got triangle choked standing up, it was the most bizarre... You ever see that, Jedi? I think he was in Bellator at the time, but he had this guy down on the ground, and the guy put him in a triangle choke, and mm-hmm. Masvidal stood him up, and it was so tight that as Masvidal was getting ready to slam him down... <laughs> <laughs> he, went, he went to sleep, and he dropped, and then he lost that fight. So he got stopped once by submission. Otherwise, the other lost his They went to the judge's yeah. scorecard, and it was a close fight, and he lost. Yeah, But yeah, I'm, well, interesting. We were, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that you brought that up because we've actually talked about – we talk a lot about that on Throwing Jabs, that idea of, like, dude, being undefeated only matters if you're fighting champions. Yeah, right. There right. was a guy in 1922 by the name of Harry Greed, one of the great boxers of all time. He was blind in his left eye and 80% blind in his right eye. In 1922 Todd, he was 47 and 0. Wow. Yes, in in that one year, he won as many fights as Floyd Mayweather did. Oh yeah,
0: it's kind of like when when pitchers used to pitch like every yeah, day and like Right,
1: <laughs> guys had like 45 complete games in a season, not, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 on yeah. on a combined pitching staff. <laughs>
0: No, no one always cracks me up how you said like they don't fight each other in boxing and stuff. They have different belts and stuff. Now, in wrestling, it always cracked me up like Hulk Hogan would be the champ and Tito Santana would be the Intercontinental. So, like I don't even understand what that is.
1: <laughs> it's fake. Yeah. So here's what they've done in boxing, right? There's the WBA Welterweight Championship and the IBF Welterweight Championship. And the WBA championship and the WBC championship. Then they came up with this horseshit. They have the the silver belt. So now you can have the WBA welterweight silver belt. Like, wait, what is that? Is that? It's the same division and the same guys competing for it. It's like there's, there's about 20 belts you can win, which is another Floyd Mayweather often says, I've beaten more world champions than anybody. He's right. Right. He's right. However, Rocky Marciano knocked – he faced one less champion in his career than Floyd Mayweather did. There was only one belt. There was (laughs) only one belt, though. Right, right. He he, he didn't have – like, there wasn't nine other champions to beat, so it was way more impressive what Rocky Marciano did. Same thing with Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier, I think, is third on that list. Like, he had to beat Muhammad Ali. You know what I mean? Like, that's – Floyd Mayweather, get over yourself. Also, you should know this. Willie Pep was 97 and 0. He lost a fight and then he went on a 67 fight winning streak. Julio Cesar yeah. Chavez was 100 and 0 when he lost his first fight. So 50 and 0? Come on. Yeah. It's nothing.
2: Morks, the oh. end is here for the 40 hour work week. Less is more. We would like to say a big shout out to our Morks and other countries. Hey, Australia and the UK, thanks for listening. Ta-ta for now.